Arkin Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today's Wednesday. It's February the 9th of 2022. Glad you guys are up with us this morning. Welcome to Wednesday, as Kelly calls it, hump day. I don't call it that. She has her camel shirt on. <laughs> but I'm not talking about a camel from the zoo. I'm talking about her cigarette Right, shirt. of course. I a, like to support that. It's a good one. Uh-huh. Joe Camel over there. <laughs> uh, coming up this morning on the show, Kelly and her son had the chance to experience senior night. And how did that go? Was it emotional? Did she fall down the steps like we were all afraid? We'll get into that coming up. Plus, with the Super Bowl coming up, we have the top Super Bowl foods, what you can maybe uh, think about prepping this weekend, because if you're like me and you always consider starting a diet, and then you look at the Super Bowl, you're like, that's eh, maybe not the best time yeah. for that. So that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Also on the show this morning, Dr. Shane Spites. He's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He'll have our COVID update coming up this morning, plus the queen of A-State men's basketball, Alicia Bellotto. Uh, there's a couple of big A-State men's basketball games coming up. She's going to kind of catch us up on what's happening with that. And this is a big one coming up here in just about three and a half minutes. The keys to a happy marriage. What? Yeah, that's on the way here in just a few as well. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hmm. This is a good one. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. It's it. Love and marriage, love and marriage, go together like a horse and carriage. This, I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. Can you name the television show? It was a television show I was not allowed to watch. Really? With Ted Bundy. Is that his name? Uh, no. No, not wait, wait, Ted wait. Bundy. Al. <laughs> wait, Ted, Ted Bundy's Bundy, I the believe, bad is a murderer. One. He's the bad one. I believe he's a killer. That's why I didn't watch the show. Um, yes. Al. You thought it was a killer. Yes. <laughs> um, Al, and was it Peg? Al and Peg. And then Christina Applegate. Yeah, who was? Uh, I don't remember, but I remember you have a crush on her. Yeah, she was Kelly. And then you had Bud. Oh, yeah, Bud. <laughs> what was her last name? Bundy? Yeah, okay, you got okay. her. Uh, the keys to a happy marriage, I wanted to give those to you this morning in case you're going through a struggle bus time. I wanted to enlighten you this morning on things you can do to make your marriage better, especially as we head into Valentine's Day. You want to celebrate love and celebrate everything you have together. They were saying, what are the best things people can do if they're going to be in a happy marriage, right? And they say, number one, the most important thing to do is spend lots of quality time together. And I hear everybody who's married going, what? We get no time together. There's no quality time. We have children. It's either that or I don't get any time to myself. So why would we want to spend quality time with others? Yeah. (laughs) What's more important, spending time with your spouse or being alone? (laughs) Kelly chooses being alone. Uh, Other things they say you should do is make sure to take care of each other when you're sick. Of course, unless it's COVID, then you tell your wife to isolate for 15 days, which I did. (laughs) Get out of here. Uh, you have to feel like you can be yourself with the person that you're married to, which is very important. Yeah, uh, you, you have to tell the person you're married to, your spouse, to go out there and pursue their own hobbies and interests, too. Like everything doesn't have to be done together. That's, that's definitely true. You have to let your spouse see you at your best and your worst. You have to cuddle. Again, these are keys to a happy marriage. You have to be respectful to each other in front of other people. You have to make regular good one. You have to make regular plans together. This includes dating each other, which is very important. Most Mm -hmm. people, when they get married, they forget to date. 
and you have to be proud of the other person's achievements. You have to be able to be silly with each other. Yes. Share a sense of humor, try new things, split chores, uh, split responsibilities, all important things to do. If you want to have a happy marriage. This sounds so easy. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hand this over to you. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and put that away for safekeeping. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep this. Yeah, keys to a happy marriage as presented this morning by myself. What? We appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to help everybody out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. It's what I do, you know, because uh-huh. I'm a helper. I was known as a kid, you know, of course, as Brandon. I was Helper B. Oh. Also my rap name when I was okay. in 10th grade. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 2000, and the Chicks had the number one song in country music on this day. It was 22 years ago today, the Chicks were at the top of the country charts with Cowboy Take Me Away. The year was 2000. We had just passed the whole Y2K drama. I was worried that the banks and everything was going to collapse. I bet you were. <laughs> Chicks. Feels like yesterday for her. I was five. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It's the chicks. Cowboy, take me away. Number one on this day in the year 2000. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hi, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is February the 9th, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Florida Georgia Line. I love my country. I love my country. So Florida Georgia Line has just now done their big exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame, like tracing their roots. And they've also announced they're about to go their separate ways, which I think is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. This is confirmed in a magazine interview with People Magazine. Tyler Hubbard says that uh, they're going to use these last tour dates as a time to celebrate Florida Georgia Line and the fans and support each other as they both prepare for the next chapter of the journey that they're on. 
Uh, Brian Kelly says, uh, and I quote, we're not going our separate ways. We're taking a break. We're being artists. We love creating. Uh, Brian goes on to say, we've built something that's way bigger than us, and it always will be. And they talk about how later on in life, they can picture themselves at the age of 85 on a porch, telling stories to their kids and their grandkids about the life that they got to live. But at this point, after this current tour, Florida George Line is going to go their separate ways. They're going to take a break, at least for a minute. We have country music news today on Kelsey Ballerini. There's a hole in the bottle, leaking all this wine. So just announced Kelsey Ballerini will be performing at the 2022 Players Military Appreciation Day concert. And it's all associated with the Players Championship, which is part of the PGA Tour. And it happens in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. So it starts March 8th, goes to March 13th. And Kelsey gets to kick off the whole deal by performing right after the Military Appreciation Ceremony. So what's cool about this for Kelsey is she's making history. In the 10 plus years that they have put on this particular event they've never had a female performer so crazy way to go kelsey it's the players championship it will be on nbc and the golf channel we will get to witness kelsey ballerini becoming the first female to perform on the 17th hole happening march 8th all right country music news on scotty mccreary i need a little you time you time red wine sipping in the so Scotty McCreary has dropped his new video for his song, Damn Straight. It's all about George Strait. And I was explaining to Kai last night, I'm like, Kai, the whole idea behind the song is Scotty's singing about a girlfriend uh, that he lost. And every time he hears a George Strait song, he gets sad because it reminds him of her. And yeah. Kai's like, do what? He's like, whoa, Aww. that's pretty crazy. He kind of got it. Uh, but the new video shows Scotty McCreary in New Bronzeville, Texas, which is where George Strait started. And Scotty's walking into the place where George Strait kind of cut his teeth. The first place he ever got to play on stage. It's a black and white video. It's a tribute to George Strait. And it's really cool. We'll put it up on the blog for you today. But it's Scotty McCreary and Damn Strait. And this is what it sounds like. Damn Strait. You're killing me, man. You know I've always been your biggest fan. Again, right there in the place where George Strait got his start. It's really cool. Scotty McCreary, damn straight. The video's out, and we'll have it on the blog for you. Today, it is the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Brandon Baxter in the Morning. All right, the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. It's the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams, and it's food time for so many people. Yes. Uh, Basically, a lot of people say they're ready to go back into chips and dip this year. Less people did that last year because of the pandemic, but people aren't quite as worried about that as they were in years past. Nope. (laughs) Fans of Cincinnati are more likely to pair their chips with salsa. Okay. It's the most common thing they're going to use, or... In second place, it's the buffalo chicken dip. Mm. Which, have you had that? Yes. That is so good. I forget about that. Uh, Fans of the Rams are more likely to use guacamole Hmm. as opposed to salsa or buffalo chicken dip. If you had to pick salsa, buffalo chicken dip, or guac, which one would you pick? I'd go for just the salsa. I'd go guac. I guess that means I have to cheer for the Rams this weekend. (laughs) Uh, They also say that a lot of people are uh, interested in... And going for the cookies for the Super Bowl. 
I never really think about cookies as, as a Super Bowl food. I think when Super Bowl happens, I'm more the salty finger foods and not the... I mean, I like the, the sweets, but I think I'm all about the, the wings and the oh, dips gosh. and... Yeah. I got to get my menu planned. Yeah, Because I do. haven't even thought about it. Because I'm inviting myself over to y'all's house for oh, the Super Bowl. Geez. So what are we going to have? Am I going to have to pick you up and take you home like I had to the well, other day? if there's snow on the ground, maybe. Yeah, that was fantastic. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So we have waited for the moment where Kelly was going to be hyper-emotional in front of everybody at her son's school. Uh, and it happened last night. Her son, Kurt Marshall, played his senior night game of basketball. After playing basketball since he was a little kid, he's played for his dad. I mean, it was... Um, it was a sweet night. I'll tell you from my perspective before we get Kelly's um, embarrassing boohoo story. Uh, we had the chance to go and support him and and be there as a part of like the family and friends group. And it was pretty neat, man, just to be able to see the pomp and circumstance. And not just Kurt, but all of the seniors who were celebrated, all of the parents who got dressed up, all of the work that went in uh, to making that big celebration. Uh, it was pretty special. And senior nights aren't what they used to be. I mean, I, I was a senior in 95, so obviously that was a long time ago. And it was a big night for us. But now, it's such a big, big deal for them. There's so much, like you said, pomp and circumstance. So it was a really cool night for all the seniors. It was uh, pretty neat, too, to be able to watch, uh, you know, Kurt. Because at the very end of the game, uh, my wife got this really cool picture mm-hmm. of Kurt walking back toward the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the clock says double zero, and the game is over, and he's leaving on senior night. That's a pretty special picture. It was. Shout out to her for getting that. Yeah, your wife got tons of great pictures. And, um, you know, I, I was okay the whole night until probably that moment uh, because I knew, number one, I felt that feeling before uh, in 95. Yeah. I felt that. Like, I I mean, I have felt that feeling of, oh, my gosh, I've done this my, my whole life. What's next? You know, like, what do I do now? Um, and having that feeling coming off the court, like, man, I'm going to miss this. Um so there's that, and then there's the part that it's my kid, and I don't want him to hurt. I don't want him to be sad. I don't. I want him to, you know, celebrate everything. And he do, and he does, and he was happy. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot. I look over at one point, and the buzzer has just gone off, and it was almost like the buzzer was the cue for Kelly to lose it, and she lost mm-hmm. it in front of everybody. And I'm over here going, oh my gosh, she needs to calm mm-hmm. down. Um, but it was emotional. Then I looked over and Leslie kind of was teary eyed because it was sweet. And we mm-hmm. had that moment of, uh, I don't know, it is your kid. And we get emotional about our kids. And then they were emotional together after the game. Yeah. And then she was emotional this morning reflecting <laughs> on it. It's a lot. And I know every parent goes through it. And you deal with it and, and you move on. And the next day happens and time continues. But but yeah, it was, it was a good night. Uh, I will tell you, I know that you wanted me to fall. And uh, there was a lot of people before the event that uh, asked me if I was ready to take the walk because they had heard you say, that I was going to fall. So I wore flats. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Extra I, I, short. Okay. What? So I, I had on my flats to, to make sure that I didn't fall. And when I get to the gym, um, I realize that the flats, I'm telling you, I think my, my feet shrink when the weather gets cold. Maybe other ladies will say this. But when I wear flats, I felt like my feet, they were too big. And so as I was walking on the court, I was having to keep my my toes and my feet kind of flexed so my flats wouldn't kick off because in the parking oh lot gosh. I accidentally kicked one off as I was walking in so I was scared that the flat was going to be kicked. 
Can you imagine? No. And if I would, you would have, if you would have bit the dust in front of everybody, I, I would have died, and you would have oh, loved it. Greatest moment no, ever in the history of the show. Yeah, I know. But it's I weird. Didn't. Your feet, your feet change sizes. You know, like you think about that with tires. Like tire pressure changes when the weather changes. It happens with my feet. They Kelly's, shrink. Kelly's feet shrink when it's cold outside, uh-huh. which is very different uh, for guys. It's not it our feet that shrink. Yeah. Oh. Huh. What? George Costanza. Who? George? Are you calling me George Costanza? A hundred percent. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. A 46-year-old guy in Vegas named Brian Gower got arrested after he threatened to blow up a casino and claimed there was a live grenade where the sun don't shine. Huh? <laughs> in his tail end. Oh, His no. caboose. No. His honky-tonk, but donkey-donk. You know. But donkey-donk. Yeah, but donkey uh, I like to say donkey-donk. <laughs> his honky-tonk, but donkey-donk. What are you, four? <laughs> Point taken. He told security he was going to blow up the place, and they had 15 minutes to evacuate the building, so they called the police. Now, it's not clear if they actually evacuated the place, but no one was really in any danger. While police were talking to Brian, he kept rambling about his ex-wife and, for some reason, about Joe Rogan. Well, then he told them that he had a, quote, grenade in his backside, and he wanted to pass gas, end quote. Sounds like you at that basketball game. Thank you. Okay. It turned out he really didn't have any explosives on or anywhere else. He also got arrested for making some sort of bomb threat last year, so I guess this is something he likes to do. Okay. He's facing charges for providing false information about a potential act of terrorism. <laughs> but, How about that? Yeah, speaking... Kelly uh, okay. passed an act of terrorism okay. earlier this morning. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I do the jokes around here. Speaking of threatening to use a grenade... Evidently. I've heard a wife is like a hand grenade. Oh, really? Yeah. How's that? Remove the ring and your house is gone. (laughs) That is is not a good one. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It is Wednesday, February the 9th of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday, goes out to Leanne Johnston of Paragould, who celebrates today. Tammy Blagg of Truman. Happy birthday. Casey Griffin in Harrisburg is celebrating. Brandy Lee of Pocahontas. Lauren Morgan of Jonesboro celebrates. Sheila Ellingwood of Paragould. Ben Meyer in Wynn. Uh, We have Tori Norton of Marion celebrating today. Addison Brokaw going to Southside Batesville turns 12. Taylor Burnside of Pocahontas is 12 years old today. Ethan Cooper of Brooklyn is turning 10. Double digits. Happy birthday. Uh, Let's see here. Maddox Rose of Walnut Ridge is turning 3. And Jeannie Jansen of Sydney, Arkansas celebrates today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say 
Happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Michael B. Jordan is 35. That's the star of the movie Creed. Um, and he's the villain in Black Panther. All right. Happy birthday today to Tom Hiddleston, who is 41. Of course, that's Loki in the MCU. Everybody loves Loki. Happy birthday today to Charlie Day, who is 46. That's Charlie on Isn't It Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's also Dale in Horrible Bosses. What's the name of that show again? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. What did I say? Isn't it always sunny in Philadelphia? (laughs) Okay. Happy birthday to Holly Johnson, who is 62. That's Frankie Goes to Hollywood singer. You might know her from this song right here. Oh, yeah. Relax. Holly Johnson. Frankie goes to Hollywood singer 62. Wow. Happy birthday to Judith Light, who is 73. That's Angela on Who's the Boss. Wow. Happy birthday to Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Pesci. <laughs> who is 79 today. You know him from Goodfellas Casino and the bad guy in Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Happy what? birthday today to Travis Tritt, who is 59. Come on. T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Come on. I love me some Travis Tritt, y'all. Of a country club. Yeah. Country music is what I love. I drive an old four pickup truck. I do my drinking from a Dixie cup. How about some Travis Tritt for you this morning? Here's a quarter called Someone Who Cares. Here you go, Kelly. Okay. Call someone who listen and might give a damn. Maybe one of your sordid affairs. And as we look out today at the sunshine, let's think this. And it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. There's some hard times in the neighborhood. But why can't every day be just this good? Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Travis Tritt, who turns 59 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So, man, a wild scene last night in Fayetteville. I've watched the video of the Razorbacks win over and over. It is. It's crazy. I would have been scared to run out there. I know. Like you're going to get smashed. Yes, because there was a time where some of the lights went out, and I can just see me. I'm a little bit claustrophobic anyways, but woo. I mean, a huge win last night. The Razorbacks beat the number one team in Auburn. And just the idea that that place was full. Uh, The students were there, and they were Mm -hmm. going nuts. I was reading all kinds of people who were there. They were saying the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. And they were hoping they'd get the win. And then there were people, and I I haven't seen the footage of this because we were out late last night. But I guess before the game, Auburn was out there kind of – you know, standing on the on the Razorback mm-hmm. logo and stuff like that and taunting a little bit. So then the idea at the end that it goes all the way to the end, it's the very end of the game and it's overtime and boom, it's a win at home for the Razorbacks yeah. and the people lost their mind. It's pretty good. If y'all have not seen that, you need to go find it and watch it. It's all over your socials this morning and it's on uh, YouTube this morning as well. It's the Razorbacks and a big win over number one Auburn and it's everywhere if you want to check it out. If you missed it last night, it's worth going out of your way to see. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man they call Dr. Feelgood. He's the one who 
He's the one that makes you feel alright. He's the one they call feel good. He's gonna be your Frankenstein. I've got one thing you'll understand. Dr. Shane's Dr. Shane's words! From Dr. Shane's words! He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. Dr. Shane Spites. Hey, Shane, has uh, has the team at NYIT Corporate heard about this song yet? You know, I, I'm not sure that it's made it all the way to New York. And, and please don't take this the wrong way. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that right no. now. Uh, Shane. The fact, the fact that I'm somebody's Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> you, never know how, you never know how that goes over. So uh, yesterday was uh, Vince Neil of Motley Crue's birthday, and we played that oh, song yeah. just because. And we had to sing about you even yeah. on... Vince Neal's birthday. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we've, we've branded that. But I do think I'll forward this to the team at NYIT because sometimes they retweet my stuff. So. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that, Brandon. Thank you. Our friendship is now over. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. You should be happy with me. I don't believe I sent you any medical questions over the course of the last seven days. <laughs> you know record. what? And that, that's a, actually a good indicator for me that, uh, that the Brandon Baxter family must be pretty well right now yes. you know, no illnesses going on through the family no uh no immediate lab values to look at <laughs> thank heavens does it sound when you hear my voice today does my ldl cholesterol okay. sound better <laughs> just over your voice i wish i was that good uh, uh brandon but uh, i can tell you you feel good about yourself and so and that's important that's uh, there's a whole whole psychology there we can talk about in terms of uh in terms of wellness and i i do look forward once we're through past this whole pandemic thing to really be talking about more health wellness and and really how people can stay healthy and great article came out that talked about sleep and actual weight loss brand new article that came out that talked about that just last week Um, so some real good information out there that people could benefit from uh, to kind of keep their lives healthy well that's one of the things i think that we can take out of the pandemic that i think will be great for the show and for everybody who listens to it is that after we get done with COVID numbers, and hopefully we're getting close to the point where it's not going to be a daily topic, uh, you know, we do want to dive in and we want people to be healthier because, at, you know, at some point you don't want to be the guy who at the end of your life is going, oh, you know what, I wish I had made different choices. I wish I would have been healthier. I wish I had done this different. As you get older, a lot of people start to reflect on that. Why don't we think that early in life? We feel like we're invincible, indestructible, and then all of a sudden later on we're like, oh, i got to fix all these years of neglect. No, you're absolutely right. You're 100% correct. And and to be honest with you, I mean, obviously, you know, most people, you think you'd have these conversations with your doctor, and some do. I don't, I'm not trying to say that that doesn't happen. But doctor's offices are busy. People are busy. They get in there. They mean to ask that question. They forget about it. So hopefully we can cover some, some major healthcare topics uh, that maybe you just didn't have a chance to talk to your doctor about, or, you know, maybe your, your, your doctor in their busy days just didn't have a chance to sit and spend, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes with you going over something. So I look forward to that as well. I think we're getting close. You know, we're looking at COVID numbers and let's just go ahead and dive right into that because, you know, that's been the main topic uh, of the last two years of our conversations. Numbers are coming down. We hit that plateau. Um, What do you feel at this point? And uh, I mean, I think, you know, most of us are like, oh my gosh, are we here? Are we, are we really almost there? You know, numbers, you're exactly right. Numbers are coming down dramatically, but here's something to kind of just put into perspective. So right now, our, our average daily cases are about 2,600 cases a day. Okay. That was our peak back during Delta and the original strain. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, so we are down too. Though we've fallen dramatically and we'll continue to drop, I want people to recognize there's still a lot of people out there getting sick, hospitalized, you know, and dying from this. And I'll talk about that in just a second as well. We're we're right now in the state of Arkansas at the same level we were when we peaked back in August with Delta and really back in the December, January timeframe with the original strain of COVID. So just kind of to put that in context. Now, we'll keep dropping. I have no doubt that we're going to continue to drop. Um, really, some of the best news that I'm seeing is the hospitalization. Because when we talk about cases, remember, those are, those are infections that we record through the ER, the urgent care clinics, and things like that. That's how we track it. But we really don't know about, you know, home test cases or people that right. don't get tested or things like that. So, you know, it's a good idea when we see the cases are falling. We have a general idea. Yeah, cases are, are coming down. The best indicator is when hospitalizations drop. Because then we know that really, that really, really sick people are not getting as sick anymore, and so there's less virus circulating. So that's really good news. Really good news for our hospitals to finally get to catch a breather uh, in, in all of this. So I mean, they're they're still busy. They're still overwhelmed. I, I've had people report, you know, these ERs are still backed up. So if you're going there, I mean, you get non-COVID stuff. You're going to be you're going to be backed up in most of the most of the ER uh, waiting rooms right now just because it's still busy with COVID. But we are moving in the right direction. One of the unfortunate things that we're going to see, and just kind of be prepared for this, our deaths are going to go up. They're going to go up quite a bit uh, in the coming weeks. And that's a normal lag. Normally, cases go up first, then hospitalizations, and then deaths. So we can expect that to happen. We've already seen a big spike here in Arkansas. And it's it's just the way it's just the way it works. Um, mm. But I, I just don't want, I don't want people to be caught off guard with that because those numbers those numbers will go up in the coming weeks. Doctor Shane Spites with us this morning. I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's a good friend. He's a little bit older than me. Uh, we were at an event together, and he said, "You know, he said I'm just not worried about this anymore. I feel like I've worried about it enough, and I can't give it any more energy." What do you say oh, to yeah. people who feel like that? First of all, I feel you. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, we have these same conversations around our dinner table. I mean, I've got kids, I've got wife, I've got family. I mean, everybody's tired. I'm tired of this. You know, I've I've got a full-time job. COVID was not not my full-time job. It was just something extra, you know, that uh, that was taken on during the time. Um, Everybody's tired of it. And I get it. This has mentally been exhausting. Truthfully, we thought we were tired six months after we got into it. Right. And then, yeah. then we thought we were really done about a year into it. But now it's just become, it's dragged on and on. And you get, it's like every time you turn around, it's like, what? You know, then there's this new variant, there's such and such. Luckily, knock on wood, um, you know, there's not anything significant on the horizon. We are watching, we're watching one variant, which is a subvariant of Omicron. It's called, a, it's a BA2 is what it's called. Watching that in other countries, we've got some of it here in the U.S., even though there's a case or two in Arkansas, but it doesn't seem to be taking off right now. So we don't, it doesn't seem to be, you know, exponentially taking off like Omicron did. Um, and the good news is, is, and I, again, sound like a broken record, actually the vaccines and the boosters work better against that variant than the Omicron. So that, 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 that's some good news on that. And, and the likelihood, if you've had Omicron, of getting infected with this new uh, subvariant is very, very low. So protection there as well. So that's, that's good news, but this is exhausting. It really is. And so I do believe though, again, knock on wood, fingers crossed, nothing crazy happens. I think we're going to move into the spring and summer. And I think in a much better position, um, you know, I think we're going to, we're going to certainly see um, uh, at least several months of, of some low cases. Now we'll, you'll still hear about Omicron. You'll still hear about cases. You'll still hear about people getting sick, but it's not going to be near what we've been dealing with. Certainly the last couple of months. So, 
we were at an event and uh, you know there's hundreds, a thousand, fifteen hundred people. I can't, I don't know the number, but when I look around at the event, Shane, the percentage of masks in public at this event was probably less than five percent. Oh yeah, I'm surprised it's that high. Yeah, and it might not have been. I might be being generous on that deal. It it was almost like it was almost like pre-pandemic the way that it felt. Yeah, well, people, and I understand this too. People that have gotten sick, people who've gotten Omicron, they're like, okay. To be honest with you, I'm pretty good now. I mean, you know, and the data says you're pretty good. (laughs) If you've had Omicron, you've got antibodies, you're over it. Uh, They can, you know, they they feel good about the antibodies they've got there, especially if you were vaccinated and boosted. And had uh, and had Omicron, I mean, the, the, you really at this point can't be in a better position uh, in terms of your antibody level. So, but it, you're right, goes back to what you said earlier in terms of people people kind of being tired of it. And I get it, I get it completely. And you're seeing that conversation occur nationally. A lot of states now are backing off mask mandates and that sort of thing. And to be honest with you, this is the time to have that conversation. We're seeing these numbers go down. You know, you always worry. I worry on the healthcare side. Are you pulling the trigger too quickly? Right. And you don't know for sure, you know. But, I mean, I think it's a conversation we've got to have. Look, when do we need to start backing down from this, start kind of moving back into our normal world and normal routines? I, I think we need to start talking about um, about that now. And so I'm glad to see that discussion going on. Dr. Shane Spites with us. Uh, you mentioned the vaccine a few minutes ago. I believe the vaccine is going to be normal conversation probably uh, forever with this, like a flu shot and all that. A lot of people, you know, for me, I didn't take the flu shot very many times, but this vaccine, because of what we've seen from personal experience, I would imagine I'll kind of stay up to date with this vaccine. But we're also seeing that uh, the vaccine from a couple of companies, including Pfizer, is being uh, looked at and approved, I believe, for for really young children. Yeah, so a couple of things on the vaccine front. Number one, Moderna got full FDA approval. Okay. So now Pfizer and Moderna both have full FDA approval. They moved away from that emergency use thing. Um, yes, Pfizer now is, uh, the FDA is going to start reviewing their data on six months to four years of age. So that's little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'll, if just if, so you know, we have flu vaccines down to that age. And we have lots of childhood vaccines, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, down to that age. So that's that's not really new. Kids, uh, little kids, their immune systems are actually really good, and they and they do really well with vaccines. Now, I have not seen the data, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of um, I'm not gonna say one way or the other on the um, effectiveness of that vaccine because I've not seen any of the data yet. Usually, that comes out the FDA or FDA will release it uh, to the public when it gets closer to the time of they have their public deliberations, but I've not seen the actual data on that. I'll be honest, I don't expect a whole lot of people to jump on board. Uh, there will be probably 20% or so uh, will do it. I think it'll become more normal as we move out of the pandemic. That sounds that sounds strange, but I think it's the rhetoric, to be honest with you, and the politics and the debate around it as that kind of dies down. People will realize that, okay, these are really safe and effective vaccines. I mean, I looked just, uh, just uh, last night. There have been 10 billion doses of COVID vaccines given globally. Wow. Here in the U.S., over over 213 million people are fully vaccinated. Wow. 90 million people have had their booster. Hmm. So of all the, hey, we hear people that are dying from this and blah, 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 it's not happening. It's just not. 213 million people. That's over two-thirds of the U.S. population. The U.S. population is 330 million. 213 million people in the U.S. are fully vaccinated. That's great. Um, I promise you, if there's anything significant with those vaccines, we would have known it by now. And so um, they're, they're good vaccines, and they prevent uh, hospitalization. They prevent death. 
but it only works if you take it. It's not something that you can, uh, and these are sad stories too. When you get into the ICU and you're about to go on the ventilator, you can't get the vaccine then. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've had uh, physician friends of mine give me heartbreaking stories about people who are, who are begging for the vaccine, and it doesn't work then. It's not the way it works. So, <clears throat> Well, here's, here's what's good, though. I heard positivity in your voice today. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, yeah. There is a um, the maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. And all we have to do at this point is hopefully continue to go, continue the race, continue to run, continue to do smart things. And hopefully in the next few weeks, we can get to the point where we're talking more general health and a whole lot less COVID. Absolutely. I'm very optimistic of that. I'm really looking forward to those conversations, too. All right. Dr. Shane Spites, he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He is Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Shane Spice. <laughs> Have a great day, man. Thanks, guys. You too. Y'all take care. See ya. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by Stacy Schratz, who's the chair of the Red Dress Gala, benefiting the Community Health Education Foundation. Stacy, how do we find you this morning? Oh, I'm pretty good, and my mother has broke her leg, so I have her at my house, and I want to warn you that I have four weenie dogs, Aww. and I've been in a back room, and I'm hoping if I hear like a fire, fire, fire siren or ambulance siren, they'll start howling, so I'm hoping that we'll be good and you won't hear any dogs. During this, sorry, <laughs> Stacy. Can I tell you the truth? I hope a siren goes Me by, and I too. hope I hope you have chaos <laughs> just for a few seconds. <laughs> it's almost like every time I have a business call uh, at home because I do a lot of work from home. It'll be a moment where my twelve-year-old comes down and wants to ask me a million questions, and I'm trying to answer his questions and talk on the phone. It pretty much happens every time. Yeah. <laughs> so your mom is she doing okay? Uh, she slipped on the eye and, uh, she got a a CT scan yesterday and she has a right tibial plateau fracture and we had to go get a brace yesterday Mm. and we couldn't get a load, a wheelchair. They were out, you know, COVID Mm -hmm. people are out of wheelchairs. So I've got to go try to find her a wheelchair today, but she's doing better and, um, she's going to. She just can't really be by herself right now. So, but yeah. we're, but we'll make it through. How sweet is it of you to be right there to help her though? <laughs> I'll tell you, if, if that was Kelly's <laughs> mom, Kelly would just, mama. Kelly would send her mom off to somebody else's okay, house. She that would not is not true. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, I noticed as we're looking at, uh, at the deal with, um, with the red dress gala, it looks like you guys have decided based on some COVID numbers, you want to push the event back just a little bit further to give more people the chance to be involved. Yes, sir. We have changed it from February 19th to March 19th, uh, 6.30 p.m. at Centennial Hall at ASU. The theme is the night at Studio 54 disco theme. Tickets are 125 a person or 950 for a table of eight. And we're getting close to sold out, but we still have some tickets available. So the whole event is, uh, again, presented and sponsored by the Community Health Education Foundation. All about raising awareness for car- uh, cardiovascular disease, which a lot of people might not realize this. That's the number one killer of women, and you guys want to go out of your way to try to uh, to help with that and raise more awareness. 
Yes, sir. And um, I was watching Good Morning America the other day, and their health correspondent has even said that now it is the number one killer in men as well. Hmm. Oh my gosh! Um, and uh, we like we we try to wear, raise the increase the awareness of heart disease being the number one killer in women, and now they're saying men too. And um, symptoms can be different from women than men. Um, chest pain symptoms um, can apply to both men and women, mm-hmm. but women are less likely to get the other common symptoms such as indigestion, shortness of breath, back pain, and sometimes they, and sometimes they even have the absence of the chest pain discomfort. Oh wow! Um, so it's almost so sneaky. We, go ahead. Sorry. It's almost like it's sneaky with women. It is. It is. And then some of our proceeds will also uh, go toward our AED placement program. And we've currently placed 87 AEDs in the community and surrounding area. And we also assist with CPR and AED use training for community centers, parks, and churches. Um, and we like would like to thank our local businesses and community for all the assistance they've provided over the years to help make that happen. Well, and let's talk too because people are going to hear uh, what was it, ADE, right, or AED? Yes, uh, tell us what that is because for some people that's going to be uh, that's going to be something new. But when when you explain it, I think everybody is going to go, "Oh, yes, I know exactly what that is." It's an automated electronic defibrillator, and um, a lot of people are scared of them, but they're mm-hmm. fairly easy to use, <laughs> and, and it pretty much tells you what you need to do. And it has, in several instances in our community, with a teacher, an elder at a church, a student at Jonesboro Schools, for example, um, our AEDs that were placed saved their life where CPR alone would not have saved their life. Yeah, you know, we see those on TV and movies a lot, and now to know that they're going to be all over the community, because you never know when a situation is going to pop up where that could, you know, be something that helps you or a family member or a friend. Yes, and also, um, I didn't say this last time, but we couldn't do our program without the leadership of Emily Lard, our executive director. Um, She does a great job of keeping all of us in line, and I'm a volunteer, and we're all volunteers, but she is a great leader in trying to help um, improve our community and and do this effort. Yeah, she's Um, been really sweet to me for a long time, so we appreciate Emily here, too. Um, Do you mind if I also just tell you that one of the big things about our event is we like to recognize people in the community. Um, We have, uh, we're going to recognize our health advocate awardee, which is Dr. Susan Hanrahan, the Edway Community Service and Support Advocate. Fred and Susan Cathcart, our Red Dress Ambassador, Valerie Seals, our Professional Community Service and Support Award for employees over 50, or, and I know that sounds weird, but I mean 50 or over employees, not right. the age 50. No, no right, yes. <laughs> K-A-I-T-A, um, and our Professional Community Service and Support Award for, uh, 50, uh, for under 50 employees is Ground Crew. We're going to have some great auction items. Um, it's a great night of food and music. We're going to have seven nights Turks and Caicos, seven nights Grand Cayman, five nights Ten House Condo at Branson Landing, Oakland tickets, Morgan Wallen concert tickets, Loverboy Six and Ario Speedwagon tickets. Wow. Uh, a necklace, a diamond necklace from Sissy's Log Cabin. That's great. And all stuff that's a part of uh, the Red Dress Gala event, which is now rescheduled. It's going to be happening on Saturday, March the 19th at Centennial Hall on the campus of Arkansas State University. 
And Stacy, if people want to get tickets, if they want to find out more information, how can they do that? They can go online at SethJonesboro.org. That's C-H-E-S-J-O-N-E-S-B-O-R-O.org. Or they can call at 870-931-4044. Again, it's all about the Community Health Education Foundation, abbreviated to CHEF. And again, the website, ChefJonesboro.org. Stacey Schratz joins us this morning. And hey, go take care of your mom, take care of the dogs, and we will talk to you again as we get closer to the Red Dress Gala events. Thank you so much, y'all. Um, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for all you do. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Joined this morning by Brandy Hodges, representing the Jonesboro Public Library. Uh, Brandy, is there any truth to the rumor that you have been trapped inside for days? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I enjoyed the trapped inside for days from last week. I told my friend, if this is self-care, like sign me up. (laughs) I clean. I, I, I took naps. Oh, I love naps. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, but, yeah, my driveway faces north, and so I got out Monday, but it was a little of a slip and slide, um, and I still have a lot of ice on my driveway. So every night when I get home from work, I, like, build my my, my um, courage up to, like, really push. Last night I got stuck in my driveway no. and had to, like, really accelerate to get over that last little hump of ice to get my garage. <laughs> yeah, Brandon understands about getting stuck in driveways. Yeah, Kelly's is kind of the opposite of yours, Brandy. Uh, Kelly's driveway kind of goes down toward her house. Uh, and I, mm-hmm. I've been mad at her oh. in the past when she's like, I can't get to work. I always thought it was an excuse. <laughs> so she needed to get out the other day. So me and my wife and my son went over to try to get her car out. And I thought I had it. I gunned it. I was going backwards <laughs> up a hill, which is probably not smart. Oh. I hit the ice and started to slide back toward her house. Brandy, I thought I was going to wreck her car into her own house. <laughs> True story. Well, that's the, uh, the the upside of mine. It's just, and I saw lots of little um, marks where people had used my driveway as a a, a, a sled slide, which I think is awesome. Come, yeah. you know, use my driveway because it's nice and sharp yeah that's awesome hey what's happening with you guys at the jonesboro public library i know that uh you know you you keep uh, events going on and programming going on and i'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's still happening there there are a lot of things this month we actually it it feels like we're getting a little bit more every month which Mm -hmm. is awesome so this month we have for our children our story times start at 10 a.m tuesdays and wednesdays and we have family story time which is where, you know, parents and grandparents, caregivers who have children of multiple ages that they're they have they're taking care of. It's an opportunity to hear a story, sing some songs, and get out of the house. I mean, winter is is a lot of times dark. It's sunny today, but it's a great opportunity to come to story time. We have Tiny Tales, which is our story times for um, those up to 24 months old on Thursdays and Fridays. We are doing all of our story times by reservation, but all you have to do is call us. Um, 935-5133, and just see if we have an opening. We usually do, and we also reserve some spots for walk-ins. You know, not everybody hears us on the radio or sees our calendar online, and so they don't know that they have to make an appointment. So we do have those spots for walk-ins. Every day after school, Monday through Friday, we have um, after-school programming, after-school hangouts, and we have two or three different stations where kids can come and do a variety of different things. Um, we have a really special event next Thursday, 
We have Tommy Terrific's Wacky Magic coming. Tommy is wonderful because, one, he does a magic show, which you guys like magic? Uh, I love magic. Every time I see one, I'll see uh, Rocky Clements doing his thing. And every time I see him out at an event, I stop. So tell me about this one coming up. So Tommy Terrific, he shows you magic, but you also are going to learn something. So we always have him during Black History Month, and he always teaches a lesson. So this year, it's going to be all about the Tuskegee Airmen. So he's going to do flying tricks and things throughout the entire show to support the lesson that he's teaching. Awesome. So it's really a fun educational, if you will, um, experience for the kids. And so you guys should come out. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's free, as always, at the library. Um, our tweens, which are fourth through sixth graders, can start on Monday, the 14th, picking up a cookie decorating kit. So if you guys know any um, tweens who um, might be interested in that, it'll start Monday and go through Friday. Um, supplies, you know, while they last. They may run out on Tuesday. You never sure. know. Yeah, you don't know. Um, you don't know. Um, our teens, for the first time since 2019, are going to have the opportunity to take the ACT prep test. Um, that's coming up on the 19th. We also have book club. Our adults are going to get to do some fun stuff. Um, we just have a lot going on. I gave you guys a little bit of it, but... It's just exciting to be able to see the library being used more and more. So if people want to find out more, you mentioned, you know, obviously people can check out the calendar and there's always stuff going on. Uh, There's always the opportunity to come by and, you know, find something new, uh, open up new worlds with a book. Uh, If people want to find out more about everything you all offer, where are the spots online that they can go to get that information? So you can go to libraryandjonesboro.org. That's our website. And click on the events tab. And you can see all the fun stuff we have going on. You can also go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash ccjpl. Or you can just, you know, go to our website. And it has all the links. We have a blog called No Shelf Control where we do some some fun book suggestions and things like that. Last week was World Read Aloud Day. And if you didn't get to see the videos of different people, including um, Mayor Copenhaver reading books, um, you can go onto our Facebook or YouTube pages, which again you can access from org and see all the videos of different people reading their favorite storybook. Ooh, that's neat! And it's great. It's great that people want to give back and come and contribute to uh, what you guys do in the programming there. And always, uh, we appreciate the time and the amount of effort you put into making sure that there's something for these uh, young people to do. Absolutely. We are here to serve the public and we are always just looking for fun and new, exciting things that we can do. It's Brandy Hodges this morning. Brandy, have a great day and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning, right here on the big 107.9 K fine. And this is the K fine breakfast club powered by families, Inc. Counseling services. We're joined this morning by the head coach of the head coach. (laughs) Of Arkansas State men's basketball, <laughs> Alicia Bellato joins us this morning, the head coach of the head coach. I think that's your new gimmick, okay? I like it. I, I like it. I like it. I don't know how he's going to feel about it, but I like it. You know what? Some of the players would agree, though. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think about 95% of people would agree that if there's one person in the family that wears the pants, it's not <laughs> the guy that's out there on the court. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to X's and O's, that's all him. Everything else in our life, it's me. But yeah. it's all good. You know, it, it's... It's a, that's what a relationship is, right? Mama Bellato right there. Hey, I saw your kids the other night. They, they avoided me. I mean, <laughs> they probably thought you were going to ask them to come on here and talk. Yeah. <laughs> they legitimately avoided me the entire time. You're going to have to call them out for that. Okay. 
I will. I will. Have you seen how big they are? Yes. At first, I didn't recognize them. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's the Bellotto kids. Mm -hmm. And then I thought when they weren't talking to me or acknowledging my existence, (laughs) I thought maybe that's not the Bellotto kids. I will no. I will get them. I will get them. They're they were probably of you. Had, if it was at the game, then they were rushing to the concession stand. Yeah, I guarantee it. Surrounded by friends, I'm just not cool enough when they're around their friends. That's all right. At least you know they avoided you, but at least they didn't like scowl at you like no. they do at me. No, that, so, you know. <laughs> that's true. Hey, you've been through some stuff over the course of uh, the last number of years with Arkansas State men's basketball and. You know, we talked to you early on. We talked to Coach Mike Bellotto early on, and the big deal was, hey, we got to get the right people. We got to get the culture right, and it's going to take a few minutes because that's what happens as you rebuild a program, and man, all of a sudden, here's 2022, and bam, the program's rebuilt. Yeah, it's here. You know, I mean, you got to go through the ups and downs to do it the right way. Anybody can put throw a team together and win games, but when you put a team together the right way with the right people, and, you know, the right mindset, it takes a minute. And he's done it. And I knew he would. I always knew he would. He comes from a great coaching tree of, of other head coaches that were his bosses. And he learns. He learns how to do it. And, you know, it just it just takes patience. And we, our kids are so good. Our boys are so good. I call them my big kids. Yeah. And they're just, you know, on the court, they're amazing. Off the court, they're amazing. And we're just blessed. We really are. We really are. It's been a fun year. Well, it was it's so been neat. a fun ride. <clears throat> it was so neat to watch the social response. I guess it was from uh, Saturday night, right? Because uh, the biggest crowd that had been at a game in, <clears throat> in a minute, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you hear about the emotion and the electricity in the air, and the crowd was fired up. And uh, it just feels like the vision that you guys had five years ago has really come to fruition right here. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you're, you're one, two, and three. I was begging people to come and Hey, I got tickets. Do you want to come? Come on. Come watch our boys. Come watch our boys. Yeah. You know, now I can't give away enough tickets. I can't. I'm like, listen, guys, I can't. You got to buy them. They're eight bucks. Come on. Right. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like people call me, can I get tickets? I'm like, oh, now you want tickets, huh? Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that- it's great. I mean, it's great. I would give away a thousand if I could, you know, but it's just. You know, it's a business. <laughs> yeah, let's talk through, and I want to be, let's be real, real, real transparent. I would imagine being a head coach's wife is difficult. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm not even going to lie. I vowed this year to not look on message boards and not look on Twitter. Yeah. Just because you can't always make everybody happy. Yeah. And, you know, that's just life, though. You can't always make everybody happy. And People think that they know my husband. They think that they know me. You know, but if, if they've never actually sat down and had a conversation with us or sat down and had dinner with us, they don't really know us. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, we're blessed to be where we're at and to be here in, in Jonesboro and as a Red Wolf. And, you know, again, you just can't make everybody happy. So it's tough, but at the same time, it's, I feel I wouldn't have my life any other way. Yeah. I really wouldn't. I love, I love having our big kids part of our life. I love being a Red Wolf. We love Jonesboro. You know, when we moved here, I came here kicking and screaming. I didn't want to leave Louisville. <laughs> but now, yeah. now, this is home. Yeah. This is, this is absolutely home. Well, y'all so, done a good job at, <clears throat> at fostering those relationships and really, you know, getting ingrained with the community. And, and I think that's part of what people want when you, when you get to know people and you get to know, hey, this is the Bellotto family. This is their players. And that's what we get to do with Boots and Ballers. You get to meet these people. You're invested in the success. And all of a sudden, when the success really starts to ramp up, you want to be there to stand beside them. And and here we are, you know, we're coming up on just a couple of games left at home. And if people haven't had the chance to experience A-State men's basketball yet this season, there's only a, a couple of chances to go and do that. Yeah, there's only two left. 
Postal and App. And I mean, I'm really sad. It's funny, like when they give me all of my tickets at the beginning of the season, I have this whole row and I'm so excited. There's all these tickets. And now there's only two little tickets left. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it happens wild. so quick. It really does. The season goes by really fast. It does. You know, and if if they haven't come out and seen us yet, you know, we get, we got a couple of players that you got to see because everybody, yeah, you got to see the whole team. But I mean, there's just you got to come out and see Norshad because if you haven't yeah. come out and seen him yet, it, you're gonna you're gonna miss out when you when you actually get to say when he's in the NBA and you get to say, hey, I watched that kid. Yeah. I watched that kid when he had only played three years under his belt and he was getting double doubles ten in a row. Yeah. You know, I mean, Desi, all of them, all of them. They're all just fun. It's just fun and exciting. When we look at the, the games that are left, and, and they're a little bit away, so you have time to plan for them. Wednesday, February 23rd, Friday, February 25th. The home record, I mean, it's tremendous. There, there is something to be said about the home, uh, the home court advantage. As we look at this record, you're like, okay, they play, they play great all the time but they play even better in front of the hometown crowd. Yeah. I mean, you know, my husband can't say this, but I can, we play against, we play against the other team and we play against the rest. Yeah. <laughs> He's not home, but, but he'll get fined. I won't, yeah. but, <laughs> I, <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, that's just my, that's just my opinion, yeah. but um, you know, they just, it's fun. It's just a really good time and they come out and they, they put on a show, man. They keep it on the edge of your seat. You're up, you're down, you're screaming. At least I am. Well, and that's I think what everybody we, else is too. No, that's what we loud in there. We've been we've been seeing that. That's what's been happening, and it's it's a great time to be a fan of A State men's basketball uh, as we get ready for the final two home games of the season again, February twenty third, uh, February twenty fifth. It's a Wednesday and a Friday. You can get those tickets at astateredwolves.com slash tickets. Uh, the six man club. I know there's only a couple games left. Can people still support you guys through that? Absolutely. Yeah, we put together the sixth man because, you know, it's not just the starting five on the bench. It's, it's the starting five on the court. It's the bench. It's the coaches. It's the players. And it's, it's the fans. It's the loyal fans. So we put together the sixth man. It's an elite group who can get insider information, you know, to select apparel, uh, private invitations to unique events like lunches with the team and coaches and dinners. Um, we send out the stat sheet every game and halftime. Um, pre-game interactions with coach where he comes in and gives you the, the, the what's up before the game, um, invitation to practices, scrimmages. And what we're trying to do here is raise some money so we can take these boys on an international trip. Right. They've never been. Teams usually go every other year to every three years. Mm-hmm. And it just hasn't been in our budget. Just, you know, COVID and all the things that have happened. Sure. So we're trying to just raise some money and give people a little insider look. You know, being able to go on an international trip, hopefully maybe to Nicaragua. Let's bring Norshad home and have all of his basketball brothers meet his family and see okay. where he's from. Play a game there. You know, do community service while we're there. Um, enjoy the beach a little bit while we're there. Yeah. You know, and it's fun. <laughs> so, I so, know I'm going to enjoy the beach. <laughs> so, if people want to do that and they're like, hey, because everybody wants experiences. It's one thing to go to the store and buy something off the shelf that everybody else can buy. Uh, the experience is something not everybody gets to have, so people kind of cherish that. If people want to to be a part of that six man club, how can they do that? Redwolfoundation.com or eight seven zero nine seven two two four zero one. There she is, right there. She is the head coach of the head coach <laughs> of A State Men's Basketball, <laughs> Alicia Bellato here with us this morning. Alicia, have fun at school and tell everybody we said hi. Except your kids who snubbed me. Okay. 
Oh, oh I'm gonna tell your them. kids Don't I worry. said hi. <laughs> I'm going to get them. Got you, Cal. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program, Dr. Kevin Reed. From Vet Care, back again with Wet Nose Wednesday. Dr. Reed, do we find you already working this morning? I was actually here around 7. You know, we've got some permafrost out. Or, you know, as you know, the building faces north. Mm-hmm. So it never receives the sun up kind of next to the, the walkway and the front porch. And there is, it is, it's like an ice skating rink out there for about a length of about eight or 10 feet. So I got out there this morning and what happens is it kind of melts a little bit and then it freeze, refreezes. So it's just smooth as glass. And, yeah. um, I got out there this morning with a couple bags of ice melt and kind of sprinkled it on there and hopefully that'll help. And maybe the temperatures being a little higher, we'll get some, most of it gone. But yeah, it's, it's treacherous out there. Yeah, ours is kind of like that. My driveway, I almost slid off into the yard this morning because I was backing up a little bit too fast. And I, and I thought my whole driveway was was good. And there was that one spot right toward the bottom that, that kind of wasn't good. Hey, I thought about you as I was walking into the building yesterday because David, the barrel boy, went out and he was uh, sprinkling that, uh, what did you call it, ice melt? Ice melt, uh-huh. Is that the deal you've told me in the past that we need to be careful if our dogs have like free free roaming areas to go where that might have been poured? We still have to be careful with that, right? Yeah, that gets, uh, you know, especially it's, it's a salt. Most of these are kind of a salt or some kind of chemical, but they have some, some type of a salt that, you know, gets, lowers the temperature or raises the temperature of the ice. And, um, you know, dogs, especially when it's like it was a few days ago, you know, if they get that between their toe pads and, and it's still, and then it refreezes when they go out and, or they still have that liquid on their, on their pads, that can be very caustic and irritating you know, in between their toes and to the pads themselves. So, yeah, it's, it's important if they do go out and walk on areas that have been treated to, you know, probably rinse their, when they get inside, rinse their feet off and dry them and, you know, try to get that off. Just the same thing like what happens to our vehicles, you know, when they put all these uh, chemicals or solutions on the road to help prevent freezing. You know, it gets on the underside of your car and it's left there. It can cause some rust. And so, you know, just be be aware of that. Uh, you know, I put just I didn't I just kind of as large an area as it was, I couldn't put a whole lot on there. Right. So, um, you know, hopefully today I can later go out and take a scraper and kind of you know break it up where it'll finish melting. But uh, but yeah, be be cognizant of the fact that your pets go outside and walk in it too. They'll wipe their paws off. That's the life of an entrepreneur, right there, and a business owner. He's out there early this morning putting this stuff out. He's going to have to clean it up. <laughs> It's it's never ending for you, isn't it? No, nah, there's always something to do every day. Yeah, so uh, you know, one of the things that we like to talk to you about is we like to say, hey, tell us what's happening in the pet population with the pet community. What's the news we need, the healthcare type of stuff that we need? Because you know, for most of us, we have animals at home, and in some cases, you know, we like our animals better than our our family. Um, is there <laughs> is there anything we need to be thinking about today? Can you educate us this morning? You know, and this and this is just kind of off the cuff, but I'm just thinking back to my appointment yesterday. I saw three, three uh, patients that want part either the main exam or part of the exam was to check some kind of lump or growth or bump on them. And and you know, 
bumps and lumps are very common in dogs and cats. And, um, you know, they, of course, they can be, you know, turn out to be nothing like a little warty growth or it could be a cyst, could be a little benign. I saw one yesterday, a little benign fatty tumor Mm -hmm. uh, called a lipoma. Yeah. Um, The... um, but again, on the other hand, at the other end of the spectrum, it could be something you know more serious and could be even a malignant type tumor. So the 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 key to this is to if you see a lump or a bump, have it checked out. And early detection with a possible diagnosis is key, like with any cancer. Right. Um, and and one thing I will say, you know, we we do see sometimes masses or you know growth that can't be removed and i i can pretty much sum it up and you know it's kind of kelly's philosophy is that size matters on these growth um the the larger they get the more number one the more difficult they become to remove or they may not even be resectable you know being able to be excised at all in in common areas that we see these are on the eyelids and i've seen some large i've seen you know, eyelid tumors that are large that take up almost the whole margin of the eyelid. And basically, when you're looking at eyelids, you know, you can remove about 25% of the width of the eyelid and still kind of have a cosmetic closure. If you get more than that, it, it deforms the eyelid. And so you'll, you'll get a, you know, deformity in there where the eyelid may not close properly or not at all. So it's very important on areas like that, eyelid margins, uh, feet, you know, l- lower legs, where if you, you know, if you've got, you know how, how stretchable the skin is on a lower extremity. It's, there's not very much loose skin, not like there is on the, on, the, on the chest or the abdomen or the top of the back. And so these areas, you know, if you get a tumor very, very large, you you can remove it, but there may not be enough skin to close over it, or the tension on the opposing wound margins may be so much that you know the wound won't heal properly, and then you're dealing with a long-term open wound that has to heal by a secondary intention healing, which means it basically has to form healthy granulation tissue and then allow those epithelial cells to grow over and close. And when you've got one like that, um dogs or cats they want to lick at them they have to be bandaged all the time so you know there there's some minor things but if if a if a lump suddenly appears on your pet you know i would recommend to get it don't just wait and see um but get it get it examined immediately and you know we can measure it and and a lot of times i will say oh it's a lipoma just watch it if it changes in size let's consider removing it or if it's a little sebaceous adenoma like a little warty growth um sometimes we can use some like liquid nitrogen and freeze those and they'll just you know kind of dry up and and drop off um but there are some that you know we'll sometimes take an aspirate of look at it under the microscope and if we can determine certain cell types you know, sometimes we can diagnose it like that. Sometimes a biopsy has to be taken and sent off to a, a laboratory to be examined and uh, give us an idea of what we're dealing with. And uh, But I've seen so many dogs uh, and cats that, you know, the owner waited and, you know, it comes in and it's too big to be removed. I remember one case, the tumor, it was it turned out to be a benign tumor, but it was on the lower back leg. And it was so large, you know, it was interfering with the dog even walking. And mm-hmm. the only way we could, you know, treat that would, was to amputate the leg. And oh uh, 
you know, those are some extreme measures that have to be taken on something that if it had come in when it was just a small size, maybe the size of a nickel, you know, it could have been removed before it got to be the size of a softball. And, um, um, you know, so little same adage, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure in these lumps and bumps on, on our pets. I think that's interesting because I think, and a lot of people don't go in and do like routine checkups for themselves, but mm-hmm. they probably, we as pet owners should probably schedule more just routine checkups for our pets just to make sure, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, a, a, one of the best exams I think is one where we find nothing wrong, you yeah. know, and it's not a waste of a waste of money to have your pet examined if, if you're suspecting that something could be uh, potentially wrong because, uh, you know, a lot of times your intuition serves you right. And, you know, whether it's a change in behavior or change in appearance or the presence of a lump, um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, good and, and satisfying to know that it's not something to be concerned about. He is the man you need. Me? He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. You can find out more about vet care if you go to vet-care.com or on Facebook, just search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, thanks for another Wet Nose Wednesday. Hey, y'all have a great day. See you uh, next week. I will talk to you next week. Dr. Kevin Reed on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Jerrica Fox of the American Red Cross because, uh, number one, we're in the middle of what they're terming the first ever blood crisis. And number two, the American Red Cross is coming to Northeast Arkansas to try to at least uh, collect some of that and try to get to get supplies back up a little bit. Uh, Jerrica, it's probably a pretty interesting time to be working for the Red Cross right now. It is. You know, I've only been with the Red Cross uh, about two years, so it's all a learning experience for me. Um, kind of working our way through this national blood crisis. But we have employees that have worked for the Red Cross for 20 and 30 years and have not seen blood supply levels um, this critical. You know, it's wild because basically you started at the beginning of a pandemic, if you kind of rewind and think about that. That's really a wild time uh, to start a job with something like the Red Cross. It is. It's been um, a wild ride um, for sure. But one thing I can say is um, my territory is southeast Missouri and northeast Arkansas. And I, I say all the time I have some of the best blood donors. When I put the plea out that, that we need help to refill the blood shelves, um, you know, our, our donors, I say, are the best. And they come out and, and help us do that. You probably have a steady stream of people who, you know, continuously come back as often yeah. as they can to donate blood. But there's going to be people who have never donated blood who might be saying, well, you know, why is this important? Why is this something I should consider doing? So what would you say to somebody who's never donated blood? Why is it important? I would say, um, and continually along this blood crisis, I've told people, you know, um, those that are scared or um, whatever the reason is, maybe they just haven't made the time to do it. Now is the time to become, you know, a blood donor. It's the worst blood shortage um, that we've ever experienced, especially in the last decade. Um, it's posing concerning risks for patient care. So it could be yourself or a family or a friend who can't receive the transfusion they need while they're battling cancer. Um, it could be that, um, you know, your daughter or yourself are in labor and experience some kind of 
some blood loss and we can't give you the units or the hospital wow. can't give you the units that you need um, to get you healthy. Um, so, so even those, those things that we don't necessarily think about, a lot of times we think about, you know, a, a car crash that you enter the ER with or a heart surgery or things like that. And the level that we're at now, um, it's everything. It's the, you know, your appendix surgery or your, you know, it, it's, it's all of um, anything to do with healthcare at this point um, is an issue when it comes to the blood supply. Well, I think so many of us just have this idea that if we were to need it and we were to go to a hospital, um, that it would just be there. We just think it's always going to be there. It's almost like there's a factory producing blood, but that's not the way this works. Absolutely. We, um, you know, the Red Cross has had less than a one-day supply of critical blood products in the recent um, weeks, you know, well below what we typically or ideally would like is a five-day supply, and we have less than one. So that kind of tells you, you know, we... We receive orders from our hospital partners, and at this time, we're sending them about um, a quarter to a third of what they're requesting. So, mm. you know, we, we may have listeners today who um, have a friend or a family or themselves that the hospital's saying, I'm sorry, we can only give you one of the three units you really need, and it's wow. happening every day. So the way we help with this is by obviously getting people motivated to go and donate and you guys with the American Red Cross, you hit the road. You try to make it as convenient as possible. You try to be at every corner of every town in the area in what you would uh, call your territory. And I was looking through your list, and, and there's a bunch of opportunity uh, in Northeast Arkansas, specifically in Jonesboro, over the course of the next uh, few weeks. That's right. We, um, as many know, um, our dedicated donors that would donate at our blood center, that is now closed, but I want to reassure everyone that um, my job specifically is to make sure that even though that site is is closed, we have um, plenty of opportunities for people to donate. You can visit redcrossblood.org, enter your zip code, whether that be Jonesboro um, or whatever area that you live in. More than likely, we have a blood drive coming to your area, and it'll tell you every every blood drive that we have coming up. Most specifically, this Friday, we'll be at Southwest Church of Christ, um, so that's that's an opportunity um, very soon that someone could attend. And again, that's Southwest church of Christ in Jonesboro from one until five on Friday. I'm looking at events coming up on the campus of Arkansas state. Uh, First community bank has an event coming up this month. NEA Baptist hospital, uh, St. Bernard's has an event coming up. So it's great to see that you have partners in the community who are, who are like, Hey, we want to open the doors and we want to make this as, accessible as possible. But again, if people want to find out the one closest to them, maybe there's somebody who's listening at Pocahontas this morning or somebody who's in Paragould or in Harrisburg or in Truman, uh, the spot one more time online that they can get the best information. It's redcrossblood.org. It'll take you straight to our landing page where you enter your zip code and it'll um, go through and let you know blood drive nearest you. Also um, downloading our Red Cross blood donor app. Um, is easy access for you to be able to schedule your appointment. It'll send you reminders. It'll send you that reminder the day of to fill out your rapid pass. So that will speed up your process the day of donation. And my favorite part is that it will tell you where that blood product um, actually went. Oh, that's fantastic. Again, there's a lot of uh, blood drives coming up. And Jerrica Fox from the American Red Cross joins us this morning. Uh, Jerrica, have a great day and we'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. You guys too. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, you'll hear all about senior night. Kelly's son has finally had his senior night game. 
She's been gearing up for this for the last year, probably. twelve. She had a moment, <laughs> a couple of moments, somewhat public, if you will. <laughs> we share that. And uh, some of the thoughts, the internalization as far as mm-hmm. how that felt in that moment. We got through it, though. We also talk about the keys to a happy marriage. Mm. Also, <laughs> we also talk about uh, the top foods for the Super Bowl. We had... The head coach of the head coach of A-State men's basketball, Alicia Bellato. She was on this morning talking about the final two A-State men's basketball games and uh, what that season's been like, the culture that her husband, Mike Bellato, has created with this team, these amazing young players, and why we as a community should go and support them here at the end of the season. Also, Dr. Shane Spites, uh, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Uh, he had really good news today, very optimistic about where we are with the pandemic. And he knows that a lot of us are, are tired of hearing about it, and maybe it's almost done. We'll talk to him this morning as well. So all of that on the podcast. It is the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Podcast, available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Olympics coverage all day on NBC. If you're following tonight's events, include Chloe Kim defending her gold medal in the women's half pipe final and Nathan Chin in the freestyle skating. It's chapter seven, the season finale of the book of Boba Fett on Disney plus also celebrity big brother. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.